The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Afternoons with Mike here on the Shepherd Radio Network. What a thrill it is for me every day to be here with you at this time and to share a friendship maybe that I have with somebody in the community. And that is exactly what we're doing today. I have here in the studio in the flesh, Pete Fulch. Pete is heard every day on our stations. He brings these marvelous, what I call uh, bits of, of inspiration every day called Second Wind. And Pete has been doing this for well over a year now on The Shepherd and he has so many messages of what I just consider to be inspiration that he shares with us. And boy, I asked Pete to come up today. Here we are at the beginning of a new year. Goal setting is in everyone's mind, but it's also a great time to kind of do a personal inventory in our lives and say to the Lord, Lord, what should we be doing? And uh, so that's what we're going to be doing today. Pete, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, thank you for inviting me. A, a pleasure to be here. Thank you, listeners, for listening in today. And uh, again, a pleasure to uh, to be with you today. Thank you know, you. you do these things called Second Wind, and they are really, it's kind of along the lines of, I, I think of, you because you're a runner, I, I, I think of that whole, uh, da, 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 bum, I can hear the music <laughs> going on that great movie, uh, that we've all heard for so long. Uh, you know, you are a runner. You carry the flag. You've done that for, I don't know how many times, man. You've done these marathons, and recently you've been now finding a a, a bit of a hindrance that you, I'm sure, had never expected that would come your way. I uh, know, and you're right. Um, I've now put 6,200 miles in running with the flag and a total of 30,000 miles total uh, in my running career here and, and done marathons and ultra marathons. And, um, and uh, over the years, um, as my wellness checkups, um, I started to notice a little, a, a number that was starting to get out of line. And it was, it was my, my, my blood pressure was starting to get a little high, higher than it was normally running. And I, with the, um, uh, as I talked with the doctor, we got to the point where she, I suggested possibly some medicine to help out or uh, to see a cardiologist. So I, I made the choice to let's, let's see the cardiologist just to make sure that we're not missing something here by simply taking the medicine. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you find out that there's actually cause for concern. There's some things that were not necessarily lining up the way they should have done. Yes, that's that's correct, and uh, that's why I encourage everybody to stay in tune with what's going on there. And um, I was still feeling fine, but still concerned that it was running so high. So, um, I in October, about two weeks before the um, the Marine Corps Ultra Marathon, uh, that was end of October, October 29th, uh, got my opportunity to see to meet with the cardiologist for the first time, and and blood pressure was running was running high above the range it should be. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, I, and I was prepared, uh, to, I asked the Lord, I said, oh, Lord, I want this cardiologist to be the mouthpiece as to whether I continue to train hard and get ready for this ultra marathon, or do I put a pause and we do some further investigation what's going on. Now, an ultra marathon, explain <laughs> yeah. that. What is the difference in a regular marathon, which I believe is what, 21 miles? 26.2 miles is a marathon. Great yeah. question, Mike. Yeah, I, I, mara ultra marathon is basically any distance beyond the marathon distance. And so you have 50K ultra marathons, which is uh, 31 miles. You have 50 mile ultra marathons, 100 mile. So the, the, the ultra I was running was a 50K. It was 31 miles in Washington, D.C., uh, honoring the Marine Corps. Wow, 31 yeah. miles. Mm -hmm. And of that 31 miles... Now, I don't think there are any of those miles that you walk. You're running the whole time, right? I'm running, and it might be at the end a very slow pace, but yes, yeah, still uh, running. <laughs> you're, you're, it's, it's a gate. It's, it's yeah. a running gate, not right. a walking one. Correct. You know, And I'm just amazed at that. I don't know how people do that. Even when I was in high school, for crying out loud, I was able to run a mile, but I was sick as a dog, I felt like, mm -hmm. after I did that. Some people just have that love for running, and you're one of them. 
Yeah, it kind of has evolved uh, way back uh, when I first got started because in my varsity high school sports playing days, I really didn't like running, but needed to do something to help when I got to college to kind of to keep myself in shape. So, um, so I, I started running back then. You know, there have been untold numbers of runners that uh, I know we've heard news stories about them and you, they would look like, as do you. I mean, honestly, to look at you, you're tall, you're lean, you're not a heavy person at all. You've not, you've taken care of yourself over the years. And yet we've all heard these stories about runners who were just unexpectedly, uh, you know, hit with a heart attack right in the middle, sometimes literally while they're on the run. Right. Yes. Uh, where something has gone through undetected. And so I certainly did not want to have that happen. And so when I met with a cardiologist, he asked me numerous questions, did numerous uh, uh, EKG and other type tests right there in the office. And uh, he says, if you have had no cardiac symptoms right now, um, I think you're still okay to go forward and travel to DC to run the race. And again, we're talking about a 30 plus mile race here. Correct. Yeah, 31 miles, and it just so happens. I, you know, I was looking forward to a nice, cool fall marathon in Washington, D.C., <laughs> and it was quite the opposite. They had some record oh, heat that weekend. And so that morning of the race, um, it was 69. It was to start the race. It was actually warmer in D.C. than it was in Orlando. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes. And that just doesn't happen that time of year that often. <laughs> it does not. So I knew, again, from my background experience, I needed to, to back off the pace to make sure I managed this properly, knowing that the temperatures were going to get into the upper 70s. And it was going to be humid. So um, I ran the race, and I knew where all my checkpoints were in terms of because the Marine Corps for the um, the race had some various checkpoints you needed to get past right. to make sure you could, they allowed you to continue to run. Uh, and so the final checkpoint, checkpoint uh, 27, at the 27-mile mark, I noticed they were putting cones across the way just as I was going by. And what it was is they, uh, because of uh, what they call excessive heat and humidity, they cut the race short. I was one of the last runners allowed to get past that checkpoint to continue on the course to finish the full 31 miles. They, so you did finish the 31 miles, but those that were behind you were cut short from they, that. They were cut short. They ended up, uh, their routing now would have been 29 miles. Uh, now, some folks got very creative in running some extra distance uh, as in between in some neighborhoods or running in a zigzag pattern so that oh they could uh, get the miles in, kind of get the gold distance there of 31 miles. But praise the Lord, I, I took me seven hours and 10 minutes in that heat and humidity. Uh, the medical tents were overwhelmed, and that's part of why they made the decision to cut the race short. But uh, I got through it all and finished well. And at that point, I, again, felt fine. I you know, obviously are exhausted, but felt nothing that there... No, no indication that there was still an issue going on with my heart. No chest pain, no real shortness of breath. No shortness of breath, no dizziness, no blurred vision, yeah. no chest pain, nothing like that. Okay. And you did it, and yet uh, you, you're yet to find out the full extent of the condition of what had happened to your heart, yes. which there were some things going on. You did, you found out later through uh, a very elaborate test that you had actually a blockage. Yes, uh, went through this the stress test, went through um, the heart scan, uh, the chest scan, and eventually um, the heart catheterization. And um, they discovered that um, I had a one a, 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 my right cor coronary artery was one hundred percent blocked. Wow! And <laughs> and you uh, think how in the world could you run a thirty mile thirty one mile marathon with that? It's it's amazing because uh, it's 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 only God because uh, I I've, I they said that 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 artery had been blocked for for could be two years three years five years somewhere down the line, it completely blocked off but did not trigger a heart attack. Yeah, and uh, what they discovered is that uh, they said in rare cases the heart will do a workaround. They'll do they'll generate its own new blood vessels to work around the blockage. So there is no sacrifice of blood flow to the heart. Uh, everything is 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 sufficient in terms of the blood flow that needs to be there. Um, so th this is a miracle that God gave me really a second wind with this this uh, heart situation. I didn't even know it. How I mean, ironic yeah. that you call your ministry second wind 
And here, that is literally, it's nothing less than a creative miracle that God gave you in your heart to be able to see your heart. Now, imagine we think about a flow of water, let's say, and you know, you you look at a flow of water and you think, okay, how can I irrigate my property or how can I get water to my lawn? And there's all of these things. And what God did was without you touching any of that plumbing in there, he created new pathways for the blood to go in an area of your body that is so critical to literally every breath you take. You're exactly right. It is a powerful story of just regeneration, restoration, uh, renewal in my heart. Uh, again, I had no idea, and uh, I, you know, I, I take very good care of myself. But somehow, some way, uh, despite you know my cholesterol being in line and yeah. everything else, uh, an artery blocked. Yeah. And, and it could just be as simple as genetics or sometimes I know doctors have told us these things. It's almost like a fluke. There's no real explanation that's ever going to be able to be given for it because of the fact that they don't know. Right. And and that is just the reality. Doctors don't always know why things happen the way they do. Correct. Correct. There's still lots of mystery yeah. out there. In fact... One of the uh, staff, cardiology staff, uh, when, when the procedure was happening, said, you know, this is the first time in my career I've actually seen this in someone's heart where the, um, the, the, the rework blood vessels around this blockage. Well, I can only imagine how exciting. I mean, you know, you think about people that are in a field and they get all excited about seeing something that is a phenomenon and that's exactly what they're doing. They're looking at your heart through this scope that they've got, the, mm-hmm. which all of that just blows my mind, too, that medicine is to the point where they can inject a small camera correct, into your body, and they can work that thing through and get it to where they're just in the point. And you're, uh, to me, now, that's like Roto-Rooter times 100% <laughs> yeah. right there. That, and that's crazy, man. <laughs> And that's exactly what they were doing. And then here's the deal. Their eyes, when they had to look at what that was, it had to be amazing for them to behold what your body had had been the recipient of, a gift from God that should have killed you, man. Yeah, it it was a gift of uh, from God, and and uh, just amazing the technology. Because I next to me on as I'm lying on the table there was an LCD screen with black and white images of what they were seeing. Unreal. So I could see my own heart. In real time. In real time, what was going on as they were pointing out the blocked artery. Pete, that is an amazing story. And I I know a lot of listeners who are listening to us would want to know, well, what about the prognosis? What about going forward? It sounds like then that many people would think that, okay, well, you're alive. Thank God that you're alive, but your running days are over, right? I mean, I think a lot of people would probably expect that kind of report from a guy that has been a marathon runner the way you are. As as a great, great question. And, um, I really, you know, and then I, as I've mentioned before, I've, I have a, a running group at church and I, I remember sharing with those runners, I said, I, I believe, I don't know when it will be, but I believe I'll be back running again. We're going to take some time off. So I ended up taking six and a half weeks off of running to get to figure this thing out. And I said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to take care of the issue we need to take care of. And, and I believe I'll be back running. So right after the, um, the, 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 the cath- catheterization there, um, my doctor said that that artery can't be blocked anymore. It's 100%, and you've got the workaround going on. And, the rest and of- there was no detrimental impact no. of blood flow because of that. No, not at all. And, he, and you know, I am on some, some blood pressure medicine to help control the blood pressure side of things. He said, um, I, I clear you to run. I, you, if you are feeling up to it, you can run by this weekend. And he, he said by this weekend, because I had the, the wound or the, where they inserted the catheter on my brachial artery, he says, I want to make sure that, that, that heals up properly. So I wouldn't run until this weekend. So the weekend, I, I tried a three-miler. And then I tried a four miler, taking it very, very easy. <laughs> day to day, one day, the next day you're running a mile more. I, I, all of that blows uh, my mind, man. So Monday, Christmas day, I, um, I wanted to see what 10 miles would feel like. Again, taking it very easy and also trying to use my Garmin watch to kind of keep track of my heart rate and my pulse or my heart rate and my blood pressure. But um, t- 
10 miles. I end up running 13.1. I ran a half marathon very, very early Christmas morning. Wow. And so I think, wow, Lord, this was just six days after having the, the catheter procedure that I, I'm running like this. So I'm trying to make a determination because I signed up back last March for the Disney Marathon way early, like you need to for that kind of race, because yeah. my uh, sports ministry pastor um, is was was training for his very first marathon, and I wanted to help support him and 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 run that race with him, even though he's much quicker than I am. So I had signed up for Disney. I say, well, okay, Lord, do I run Disney? Do I not run Disney? I completed 13 today, but Disney is coming up very quickly. I'm really out of rhythm here. So just please give me the wisdom uh, to do the right thing here. Mm -hmm. So you did it. And Disney's marathon, it was already talked about even on the news, the fact that weather suddenly became a bit of a a factor in the whole marathon, implicating maybe some changes. I believe they did they reset the time at the start? Yeah. Now, the half marathon Saturday was because of the storms that rolled in, Uh um, was adjusted to a seven mile, 7.6 miles or something like that. So again, folks ran that distance. Disney wanted to make sure that everybody was cleared off the race course and you know not in not out there while the, when the storm hit. But of course, what did people do? Of course, I've got to get my goal distance in right. So people creatively in the parking lot or at Boardwalk or other places around Disney or the Disney resorts got their extra miles in to get up to the half marathon distance. Now, why um, would someone feel that <laughs> compulsion to do that? That's a great question. And I, I, I just, I, I feel like, you know, the, in general, I mean, the medals are great and all of that, but I think deep in a marathoner's heart or a runner's heart, they want to know I did it. Yeah. I completed that the must distance. Be what it is. Yeah. So, because they also have, I had a couple other runners doing what's called the dopey challenge, which is you run the four races, you run yeah. the 5k Thursday, 10k Friday, half marathon Saturday, and then the full marathon Sunday. Man, I'm blown away. You know, I, I feel pretty good that I put my socks on. This yeah, hey, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm so. serious. I just can't imagine a guy that is disappointed because a couple of miles have been trimmed off and they make those miles up by running around the parking lot yes. just just to get the miles in. Yep, just to because say, yes, I completed my half marathon today. They've got measuring <laughs> yeah. ways on their, yeah, their, on their body. Yeah, yeah. yeah they have the, the garments, are, are, you can set them up to, ah, to measure your distance. Garmin, and and like they, the old, um, yeah, that would run like for your car. Garmin, is it the same company? Um, I believe it's the same company, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's GP, it's GPS, GPS. enabled. It's GPS yeah. enabled, yeah. so it, so it, it tracks your distance. That's it. So, um. Well, you know, I'm amazed, and uh, I have to say, Pete, I admire a guy who has the tenacity and the willingness and the courage to go running like that when you knew you had this situation, and yet you trusted the Lord. Obviously, this is a call of God on your life, and you're living out, one of, you're one of the people that is living out what you talk about, about second wind. Well, I, and again, I wanted to make sure that I, I don't do anything reckless or foolish. I wanted to make sure, again, I had the clearance of the doctors. Which they even, gave it to you. They did. And, um, and just, you know, with my wife and just other folks that I hold very highly in terms of their advice and whatnot. But, and then again, I, I took it very slow and it was checking things as I was going along. And um, I was very grateful on Sunday to, yeah. to, to complete the, the full marathon. And um, so I, 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 I'm just, like I said, I, it, it God's just really just shown me some things. And, you know, in Second Corinthians uh, 12, 9, it says, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made imperfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And so that is a verse that I've, 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 I've have focused on. Yeah. And God does put us in positions where, you know what? He says, let me take this. Yeah. Well, let- obviously he did. And you did, and you made it, and you're here today to talk about it. Pete Fulch is my guest. We'll be back with Pete. We're going to be talking about things that we can all do to kind of have a better 2024 than we might otherwise have. We can't control everything. We've just heard that in Pete's life. But we can adjust and take that second wind. And we'll be back with Pete in just a moment. 
If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. Pete Fulch is with me. We hear Pete regularly here on The Shepherd. He does these features called Second Wind. And you know, Pete, uh, I'm just amazed at how God has given you the heart and vision for doing these features, which really are aiming at kind of encouraging people to realize that they too can maybe reach beyond what they think they can reach for and maybe accomplish things that they just wouldn't have otherwise believed. That's what you've been given as a message in your life. And I know that running now, interestingly enough for me, I'm not a runner, but for you, that has been one of the modes that you have learned a lot of these lessons from. I know that you work hard to train, and that training process obviously is a great metaphor in many ways to life because we have to train for the unexpected in life. It doesn't always happen the way we think it will happen. Right. But you have done all of this. And even with all of the health consciousness that you've had with all of the work and practice at running that you do, I mean, just even it, you wear me out just thinking about it, man. I, I really don't mind saying that, but even still with a guy like you, you can be hit with an unexpected diagnosis. Yes, yes. And um, like we heard in the last segment here, again, I, I uh, was doing all the right things. Yeah, you were. And uh, all the, 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 the blood work and cholesterol and all that stuff was in line, and yet it still happened. And yeah. the, the, the doctor thinks maybe they're, you know, it's genetically, but we sometimes, like you said, we don't know sometimes. Right. And so, um. However, I will say this again, as a, as a, as a follower of Christ, you know, we, we yield our lives over to him. We yield our lives over to the Lord and, you know, he takes us through things and, and there's purpose behind the challenges that we, that we encounter. And so, you know, quite honestly, I will have to still watch things for the rest of my life. I'm, my blood pressure has come down, thankfully. And, but I'm still going to have to kind of watch things, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, you know, my genetics and the heredity and all of that. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, we'll, in spite of all that, uh, continue to press forward. And um, as you talk about the new year, uh, um, I'll remind all of our listeners who, who who follow Christ out there that we're called to a race. It talks about yeah. in, in in Hebrews 12, that we're called to run the race with endurance, fixing our eyes on Jesus Christ, the right. author and perfecter of our faith. So um, so in the process of the race, as impossible, whatever that race is, and that we're not talking physical running here, we're talking about the journey, the, the call that God has on your life. Things happen. Right. Things unexpectedly will happen. And, um, and so many times they are, these, these, things, uh, are, these things that happen are built to strengthen our faith to, to, and to help others see us go through, I mean, uh, the challenge or the trial. You know, I think a lot of people miss that. It's lost sometimes in the scenario where that they lose the value of what could be struggle or maybe a a besetting type of a problem. They don't necessarily recognize up front. I think most of us are this way. We don't recognize the reasoning that God could be bringing this about in our life because it just seems like uh, a real hindrance. It seems like an obstacle and yet God uses sometimes obstacles and hindrances uh, as part of our learning process. We learn things through that that we would not learn otherwise. Exactly. And, and I, and I want to keep this real and authentic because I, there have been times where I think, I'm like, God, really? You know, um, however, and, and sometimes, and I always, you know, like many of us, we like to know, well, what's going on? What is the purpose of all this? Sometimes we don't always know the full gamut of what's going on or the full purpose here. And we may never know till, till we reach heaven. That's exactly right. We're not guaranteed that we're going to know all those things. Right. Right. So we have to kind of look at things from the perspective, okay, God, whatever you want to accomplish in my life and in others' lives through this, 
um, I yield to your your perfect will. You know, I'm amazed that you have the the team, and, and God has just obviously given you a great team of physicians who have not been overly restrictive. They've been obviously full of faith with you as well, knowing your heart, knowing your love to run the way it is, that they have been willing. But, you know, there's an old saying that I've heard for years that we need to be our own health advocate to whatever degree. You mentioned that while ago, you are one that kind of keeps up with what's going on in your body. You try the best that you can do. That doesn't mean we do it perfectly, but being one's own self-advocate is a really important thing. Absolutely, Mike. Very well said. I would encourage anyone out there, no matter what your age is, is to, to just keep in, keep in touch with what your body is doing. Uh, stay active. Uh, do things to build your cardiovascular fitness. Doesn't have to be running. Could be swimming. Could be walking. Could be just, um, you know, just you know, steady, steady activity. Um, you've got, uh, you're, again, I know some people out there might like to do the weight training and, uh, that doesn't mm-hmm. exercise the heart as much as the endurance, uh, types of things. But, um, I encourage everyone to stay active out there and, and not blow off your, when it, you're reminded, okay, time for your one-year checkup, your one-year wellness to stay in touch with what your body is doing. Cause you just never yeah. know. Now, so in your, when you have adversity like this that comes along and it, it knocks you out and potentially could have it could have ended your running career. Correct. And you may never have gotten to run another one. And I know with a guy like you, that's a big deal. But adversity, as we've just said, really can at times uh, bring about a good thing. How did you deal with this thought? What was going on in your mind? Because I know a lot of people may be at home. It might not be running. It might be something in their job. It might be a relationship that is just agonizing them they're 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 feeling uh, hopeless or helpless over a situation of relationship uh, you know adversity comes to us how do we deal with it how did you deal with it in the moment great question uh first of all i want to give credit to my wife lisa she's uh you know we've been married now almost 35 years it'll be 35 years in march um, she also went through a health challenge health scare also um last this, year this last year yeah and so we, um, we, you know, obviously she's been very supportive. We, we support each other. And um, we, we quoted um, Jeremiah 29, 11, where God says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, to give you hope and a future. So as she went through what she went through, and I'm going through what I'm, it says, God's not finished with us yet. You know, we're, we still have purpose here on earth. And so... So that was part of the comfort we took in saying, okay, we know God's in control. Um, we remind ourselves of that. Sometimes we're not feeling in the moment like things are in control, but God does have things under control here. So I would say it's important to surround yourself with other positive Christian friends that will support you and encourage you and, um, and speak into your life. That's so important. You know, I think that is such a good word, Pete. And in your case, literally, he made a way where there was no way before. Correct. Yes, he did. <laughs> in yes. a very real sense. Yes. And we're talking about from an, an anatomy sense as well. Exactly. He created a vessel of promise for your heart. Yeah, I, I think for all of us, we're, we, 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 we may not realize till we get to heaven all the ways God intervened. Yeah. And yeah. that, um, and how our lives have been protected, and how he's been, he's been directing, and God, even though we don't know, and uh, I had no idea, I have no clue whether it was two years ago, five years ago, seven years ago, of when that artery shut down, when yeah. it, when it was blocked. It was not just overnight, though. It, it was not overnight. It gradually happened. That's the. Other, yeah. uh, but when it, you know, whenever that happened, the the God made a new way. Yeah. <laughs> for the, it's clear when I hear your story, I remember the word that our days are numbered by the Lord, not by us. And right. I think a lot of us, it's so easy, Pete. And I think this is why I'm, I think today is so valuable for our listeners. It's so easy to think that God is not doing something in our bodies. When, if you look back in hindsight on this, God was doing something in you when you had no idea he was doing it. Exactly. None at all. That's exactly right. And again, these last few years, I've my ultra marathon years have been these last 10 years. So I've been pushing hard, carrying that flag, and out there is trying to stay disciplined. 
And um, in the midst of it all, this all took place. Yeah, right. Well, there's something I'd like to ask about. You alluded to this in the first segment, and that was your church, Mm -hmm. and that you have a group of uh, friends in your church that have this ministry of running. How does that work? What's what? What is that like? Correct. Yeah, for the for about 13 years now, we've had um, it's a Discovery Church uh, running a walking group, and um, we have. been uh, we started off doing some 5Ks together on every Saturday morning, and kind of um, after COVID, kind of reworked a little bit of our model. But what we're doing now is we we um, we on a monthly basis we'll run a 5K together around uh, around this you know Orlando. Uh, there are some in the group that do the you know the half marathons and the marathons. So we got folks of all different types of uh, of skill levels and comfort levels with what they run. But most importantly, we we encourage each other. We support each other, no matter what the distance is we're yeah. running. Yeah. And uh, that group has been very, very powerful and helpful to me, especially. I mean, I'm leading it. And again, I told my uh, our sports ministry outreach pastor, I said, here I am, the leader of the run group, and I can't run right now. I right. did six and a half weeks of kind of this mystery of what's going on, what's happening with my heart, what's happening with the blood pressure situation. And um, But it was it was very powerful to have folks... Um, around me to kind of encourage me to support me and um, and and journey with this journey through this with me. And they're doing it, and you've got these friends. I think uh, about the fact that the Bible talks about encouraging one another and being there if someone needs to. If you fall and you've got a friend to help you up, what a benefit it is to have a group of people that not only share life with you but share passions like what you guys have when running. Amen. And our theme is together has power. And the reason that we say together has power is because all of us as runners from a physical standpoint have seen that when you try to run by yourself versus running together a distance, it seems it's so much, we run so much stronger and many times run so much better and run a better time when we're running with others. And I think that translates over to our lives as Christians, that you know, we were never meant to be isolated and to try to live out the Christian life by ourselves. We run so much stronger when we're running with others that are encouraging us along the way. So together has power. We were created and made for relationships. We were made for fellowship together. Wow. Um, so yeah, there's a physical truth to that, but it's it's spiritual, emotional, mental, all the way around. That's that's how we've been designed. And you mentioned Lisa's problems as well. I know that she had a bout mm-hmm. in uh, the late summer yes. uh, with, with health, and yes. she's doing okay now too, right? She's doing better also, yes. Yeah. So um, I'm, again, I'm just thankful. And again, and you know, the church rallied around us, the, rally, the meals and the, the calls and the prayers and all of that. It, it's... Um, Again, it was a model of how we are supposed to be for one another in terms of helping each other go through things and supporting each other as we we go through life's unexpected challenges. You know, I know that just the sheer reality of numbers of people who listen to our program, there are some people out there that may have kind of slid away from their involvement in groups of people like what you have at your church. Maybe they're not even attending on a Sunday right now. This was a great time to hear this word and remember the value of relationship, the value of relationships. We need each other. We have all of those over 30 in the Bible, one another's, those examples of how we're to love one another and encourage one another and and watch out for each other, you know, in in our lives. It's very important. Yeah, it, it is It is so important. And uh, it's part of our growth and part of how we can grow together uh, and be more effective for Christ um, to, to, the, to the world out there that doesn't know Christ. Yeah. Now, it's been four years ago, almost uh, in just another couple of weeks, we'll hit that four-year mark since all of the COVID stuff happened. And I remember four years, it was 2020, and I'm thinking early on in like March or April of that year, you would probably remember the exact month, but you had just come in and you did a show with me, and you had spoken at the Central Florida Christian Chamber, Correct. Uh, and I was so taken back with your public presentation of encouragement, and you had the the whole thing about positive thinking in the way that it's not just rah-rah, not just hype at all, but 
biblically-based way of approaching life. That's what you did that day when you talked, and it wasn't just a little bit after that that you hit some, were hit with some devastating news about your career. Yeah, well, as COVID hit and uh, the company I was working with was in a position where we were trying to kind of rejuvenate the business, rejuvenate the, the company and the service and the operations, and we were making some good progress, but when COVID hit, um, it, uh, we were, uh, the, the, the company ended and my, my position ended. Yeah. So suddenly you're yeah. one of those people and you, you would have been one of the early ones and you were at a fairly high level. You were a trainer, you were a kind of a leadership development kind of guy. That's correct. And you're not only doing that for your company, but obviously you're doing that in the broader markets. Correct. And speaking at events like the chamber event. And then all of a sudden you yourself are furloughed. Right, right. And it's, it's, it's another example of just, um, you just never know. Uh, but you, you, in terms of what's ahead, what's ahead in the future. But again, I can testify that again, uh, having, having the Lord to kind of break, uh, bring me through that and to lean on him and as well as others in my, my circle of friends and support group to, right. to, to okay, God, what's next here? Um, or, you know, is uh, we 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 know sometimes in the Bible where uh, someone had to go through kind of a desert, a wilderness experience for a little bit of time too. And so, um, I recognize that okay, God, maybe you're taking me through a time where you're needing to teach me something or have me develop um, another area of my life to a greater degree, a character era area. Yeah. And so, I may need to accept the fact that maybe I'm not going to be as busy as I was right now or previously with with the work that this is time for you to develop in me what you, to take me to the next level of faith. And sometimes that involves a new direction that you just weren't expecting. And sometimes that happens too, another yeah. a new direction, definitely. Well, I know you were exemplary to me as a friend. You were a new friend at that point in time four years ago. Hard to believe it. Can you believe four years? Four years, that's amazing. Yeah, yes. since that time. But I was inspired with you and by you last uh, four years ago when that happened. And here we are now, all these years later, Pete, you're still doing it. You're still out there. God wasn't done with you four years ago. And friends, if you're listening today and you're maybe being hit with news that you didn't want to hear or certainly weren't expecting to hear, God's not done with you either. And in a moment, we'll be back. We're going to be talking about ways that we can prepare ourselves for success. Uh, sometimes that involves setting goals. I'm one that believes that if you don't set a goal as to where you're going to go, you're you're never going to know if you hit it, if you're there. <laughs> I love the old line from Brad uh, Paisley. He has, I don't know where we're going, but well, we're here. <laughs> that's right. That's, what, that's what's happening to us all. 2024, my friend, is here, and we'll be back with Pete Foltz to talk about some things we can do to live our lives to the fullest in this new year. We'll be right back. This is The Shepherd. Join host Mike Gilland for The Shepherd at Work every Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. You will be introduced to a marketplace leader that will help you learn to walk out your faith wherever you live and work. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the Central Florida Christian Chamber, building kingdom, business, and community throughout our area. That's The Shepherd at Work, this Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. My guest today is Pete Fulch. Pete is one of these guys that you just love to hear when you're at a conference, perhaps a convention, and they bring in these big keynote speakers, people who are well-respected, well-known in the community, and more importantly, they have experience in business and maybe in the community that they're able to kind of speak from. And Pete is one of those guys, if you are looking for a motivational kind of speaker that can adapt to just about any form of business, I know my friend Pete Fulch could actually do you a killer job. And that's what he does. I know you still speak. You've got, what's your website? How do people get in touch with you? Yeah, it's a second wind, finish strong. Uh, com, and uh, in just another couple of weeks it's going to be a brand new website I have uh, 
I'm working with a professional to, I, I, for all these years, I've been kind of reworking my, doing my own thing on my website, but now I have somebody that's, that's going to elevate that presence of that website and really make sure that uh, when folks go in, they, they truly get a clear picture of who I am and what I have to offer. Yeah. And you do have a lot to offer, my friend. I mean, I've personally grown from hearing your features. I've been privileged to be part of you. Uh, you're doing all of that and the way that we've recorded those here at The Shepherd. Well, thank you for your involvement in helping oh, me do that. My goodness, that. I love it. But uh, the reason I wanted to get involved is because it's just downright good stuff, man. You really have it together. And these features, they're called, again, Second Win, Finish Strong. These features are really aimed at giving, in one minute's time, a, a bite-sized bit of inspiration and all of that can help one in understanding how to reach their goals for their life. And, you know, I be, I'm a firm believer that if you don't reach, if you don't set goals for yourself, you're really missing out on a real important way to succeed in your life. Sometimes it's the fact that we've set a goal beyond what we think possible. But we'll never know if God would help us do that or not. So setting goals is important. How do you approach that process? Uh, great question, and I remind everyone, including myself, uh, Zig Ziglar always used to say, if you aim at nothing, that's what you'll hit every time. <laughs> so uh, the goal setting, of course, this time that's of right. year, folks are just uh, are, are thinking about what 2024 is going to look like. Uh, my encouragement is uh, take inventory of what happened in 2023. It's kind of where are you at? Where are you at? Um, you know. Physical life, health-wise, where you spiritually, where were you, your family, your career. So, and just kind of do an assessment. And uh, and I always encourage, okay, Lord, okay, um, where where are you calling me to to go next? Or well, what, and I, so I want to make sure what I'm setting for goals is in line ultimately with His grand grand plan for mm -hmm. me. Right. Uh, but then I I do. Uh, want to make sure that I, I make sure that I properly, I, I, I use something called SMART, uh, S-M-A-R-T, and it's SMART goal setting. And, uh, so it's an acronym. It's an obviously. acronym, uh -huh. yes. Uh, okay. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. So specific. Uh, let's take the example of specific here. You'll hear a lot of folks this time of year saying, in 2024, I want to get in better health. Okay, that's wonderful. But is that specific? What does better health look like? What does it mean? Yeah. Does better health look like I lose weight? Does better health mean I gain weight? Does better health mean I get through these illnesses I've been battling? Does better health look like uh, a number, cholesterol, those kinds of things? So um, uh, so it's important um, to, to, to be, what's the specific accomplishment of better health? Okay. So lose weight. Okay. How much weight or gain how much weight? So again, in my seminars, I'll take folks through the exercise. Okay, lose ten pounds. Ten pounds that specific. I can I can point to that. I can. Mm -hmm. I it's not it's not it's just it's out, out there. I know I've accomplished it, so I can point to the accomplishment. I often hear sometimes in my seminars, I want to get rich. What does rich look like? What does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> I can right. be rich in. Is it financial rich? It could it be rich in my relationships, rich in my health, rich spiritually. Um, so, oh, financially, well, okay, well, what does that look like? Does, is, is that look like, uh, you know, X amount of dollars in my bank account by the end of 2024. So again, it's important to make sure we dial in and make sure it's specific because the more specific the goal is, the more that you will be able to stay motivated to, to reach it, to go after it. All right. So that's the S. That's the S. M for out of smart is. It stands for measurable. Mm -hmm. How am I going to measure this? Okay, so I can measure a health goal by the scale. I can measure that by blood pressure. I could measure that by cholesterol level. Um, I can measure that by an accomplishment. Maybe part of my health goal is I want to be able to run a 5K distance this year. So that can, that's a measurable amount. Um, if you're looking to have so much money in the bank uh, or a, an investment or something, you obviously your measurement there is you can take a look at uh, you know, bank statements or that you're tracking, or you can go online and take a look at some things and, and, and measure that and say, okay, by such and such a date, I'd like to see it here. I'd like, such, I'd like to see it here. So make sure whatever it is that you're looking to accomplish, how, how are you going to measure it? And, um, uh, and I'll 
Another example, a great example, is there's sometimes people, instead of setting a numerical or result-based goal, it's an activity-based goal. I want to read more in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I've had folks that I've worked with that said, you know what, I want to, I want to, ha- I want to feel closer to my son and daughter. Well, how are we going to measure that? So let's say with reading, I want to, for the next month or the next two months, I want to take 20 minutes a day to read something inspirational or read something that is, that's it's, it's a personal development uh, kind of a book. Um, I've had folks and I've worked with that said, you know what, for the next month before my kids walk out the door to school, I'm going to, and I track it. I give them a hug. I give them a proper send off and I track that. So that's a behavior, uh, uh, an activity based goal right. that I can track. If we don't measure something, if we don't have a way to kind of know how we're doing, we could be deceived in thinking we're doing more than we are. Right. So here I am. I'm, I want to have a stronger family relationship. I am intentional of making sure if I am home and my kids are out on the way out the door, I give them a hug and That's I give awesome. them a proper send off. So I've helped people with, with, with setting those activity-based goals. Then there's A. A is actionable. So I want to make sure how uh, that I've got, that I know that I've got, here are some actions that I are, are, are going to change to okay, help that me. That takes it out of just the mental into the reality then. Yeah. So here are some actions. Okay. For my health goal, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get a treadmill. Uh, I'm going to hook up with a running group. Uh, I am going to track my eating. I'm going to cut out, you know, sugars and sweets. Uh, so it's, those are actions. Those are mm-hmm. actions that you can do to, to your health goal. Um, for your, you know, reaching a certain level of, 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 of money in the bank, or maybe it means you need to change jobs. Maybe you need to get a second job. Um, I know some people that um, have done some things to stop the impulse spending uh, on that on that side of thing. Uh, or I'm, I'm going to make sure I set up direct deposits so I'm not seeing the money and it goes, you know, so those are actions to help yeah. you with yeah. the financial um, actions. I'm going to be intentional about making sure that I'm having breakfast with my kids before they go to school. And so that way I don't miss giving them a hug before they go out the door. Right. So those are some actions. Okay. And then there's R. The R is... Um, realistic. And I so, think this is a really big one right here. It re- a lot of people set goals for themselves that they can't reach. It correct. might be unre- unrealistic to think they can do that. Yeah. I want to make sure that I, that with the goal I'm setting, that it's realistic in terms of the time frame, in terms of what I need to do to, um, to reach this goal. Let's say, for instance, somebody is, is, is wanting to um, lose weight, needing to, wanting to lose weight. Well, is it realistic that right now I'm trying to lose weight um, as I'm getting ready for this major surgery? That's not a good time. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, or if I'm I'm dealing with some illnesses, I need to get through these illnesses, get to a better place, and then think about maybe losing weight. Um, obviously, I am I, I encourage saving and saving money. However, I've got this goal I want to save and, and get to this. However, balance the realistic uh, the realism of I also have to pay down some debt. Uh, so, so I want to get debt free. So again, I want to make what I'm setting is realistic that I can achieve my savings goal. I can pay down my debt, uh, those kinds of things. So that's why you, you ask the tough questions. Okay. Uh, does it align with your why? That's important also because people lose their motivation when they think, why am I doing this? So it, 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 it's, it's realistic because it lands up with my why. Someday I'd like to be retired. Someday right. I'd like to have, yeah. of, um, I'd like to be to have more time with my grandkids. That's right. So that's a powerful why, um, as, as you said, goals, whether they be financial or, or otherwise there. So, so it's just re- re- realistic is asking those, those tough questions. Is now the right time? Um, so I- review, we've got specific, mm-hmm. we've got measurable, the M. Mm-hmm. A is the actionable. Yes. R is the realistic. Yes. And so then we have the last one, the, T. The T is time bound. Time bound. So, and sometimes we, we can miss it here. So when is this going to be achieved by? So I'm going to lose 10 pounds, you know, by, you know, April 1st, okay, is my goal to lose 10 pounds. And I might in between there set some benchmark time frames here to get, you know, two pounds down, three pounds down, five pounds down. Again, uh, time frame with uh, financial. By what's, you know, 
And again, I know not to get into the economy or finances or, or in terms of stuff like that, but I've got to make sure that, again, with interest rates and what, what things cost and inflation, okay, so I, by such and such a date, I want to have, and it's not, I want to have it just for one day, but I want to make sure I have by June 1st, X amount of money in the bank or in my investment yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, by, you know, by the end of the school year, um, I want to uh, make sure that I have consistently, so, so it's by, by whatever that end of school year date is, or, okay, I have consistently, you know, s- did the send off or I've read those books that I wanted to read. So here is a date that this is going to, I'll be able to look at it and say, this is what I accomplished. So that's I love the time it. frame. And that's the, the acronym SMART acronym, mm-hmm. S-M-A-R-T. And this time bound thing keeps us on target. That's another yes. way we could look at the, another T that would work with that. Yeah. We can know that we're hitting some of these things because if we don't, again, have a realistic way that we can approach these things, we might just be spinning our wheels all year long, get to the end of the year and we we really haven't accomplished stuff. It's important, isn't it, to check things off? It is important. It is important. And it's also important that we realize things happen. And so if you miss the mark, don't give up. Don't say, well, I just, uh, okay, keep at it. Yeah. Reset the goal. Reset the time frame. Reset your actions. Keep at it. Uh, you, know, um, you know, most anyone who's achieved anything great has had to go through the challenges, the failures, the obstacles to right. get there. So don't let the fact that I didn't quite hit my weight goal by March 1st, don't let that um, that keep you from resetting the goal and continue to go after it. I love it. Pete Fulch, who is with Second Win, Finish Strong. He is my guest today, and Pete, I've enjoyed this. What do you see 2024 shaping up for the ministry that you have here? Are you just uh, more running? Is that what you're looking at now? Are you going to just keep this up? Well, I will I will be keeping it up, and, and uh, yeah, I'm looking at some, uh, some future races. I'd love to continue to run with that flag um, and uh, honor our military, honor our veterans, and honor America. And uh, so I'll, I'll continue to run with the flag and, and see who else God puts in my path to help train and encourage to, to run marathons. And of course, love the keynote speaking, love doing the speaking workshops, the training workshops. And, um, and so we want to continue to, to do that. So, so again, in light of what just happened to me, I, I feel like uh, this is, there's, this is oh, a powerful I... second wind coming <laughs> right into 2024 here. So It's like you've got um, a whole new thing to talk about. There's a whole probably yeah, a book in here there for could, you to write. Th- yes, uh, you could be onto something there. Yes, I, um, they're, I, they're, 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 they're very well could be. So uh, again, I look on to 2024 with gratitude, and I'm going to encourage your listeners also. It's so important to just step back and say, just be reminded how good God is yeah, and take that time to, to, to be grateful that that helps with the emotions that helps with the mental well-being, and, um, and God welcomes it when we thank him. So. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Pete is an important voice to us all. Thank you for being here with me today. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you listeners out there. It's been a pleasure to be with you here and, um, you know, continue to, to move forward and look and see what God has for you. Set those goals and um, be smart. Be smart. Yes. And <laughs> uh, have a second win there. I love it. Well, you'll be hearing Pete's second win, finish strong here on The Shepherd. And we are grateful for the relationship that we have. We're also grateful to have had you along with us today, friends. We'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike. <laughs> 